You're listening to You're United listening Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. Hey, what's up guys? Today's show, it may be sounding a little bit different to you, but that's because we're outside and actually here at Country Woodsmoke HQ. We've had Marcus on the show a couple of times, but never live from Country Woodsmoke HQ. We've been up here a few times ourselves and had some treats cooked in this awesome environment. If you haven't seen it, check out some of his YouTube videos. Um, I'm going to have a little chat with Marcus in a minute when he stops burning his hands whilst he's trying to cook us some food. So he's got the uh, he's got a little Weber gun. He's cooking me up some black pudding here. And we're going to have a, what Marcus is world famous for, his dirty steak. And what have we got on there, Marcus? I can see some herbs and stuff. Oh, my wire's trapped around this cord. Right, let's have a go then. So talk us through your dirty steak, Marcus. Hello, mate. Welcome to Country with Smoke HQ. So I just did all your talking for your intro, but yeah, you should probably introduce yourself, shouldn't you, really? Yeah, well, um, yeah, so most of you know me, I'm Marcus, and uh, I'm just a normal bloke who loves barbecue, and I'm quite addicted to barbecue, and I love talking about it, and chatting, and taking nice photos of it. So, um, yeah, I've um, got Ben here, and uh, just done a little bit of quick cooking, fired up a few hot charcoals, and uh, yeah, I've got some dirty steaks, um, nice bit of skirt steak, I, like, I do like a bit of dirty skirt, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, and a bit of m- some of my favourite black pudding, and uh, yeah, just a nice little uh, little taster of Countrywood Smoke HQ. My two favourite things, really, black pudding and steak. Right, I'm sure lots of people now have done dirty steak. Like a, f- a couple of years ago, like the whole concept of it wasn't really there, was it? Like no one was really doing it. But these days, like everyone's trying dirty this, dirty that. There's lots of dirty cooking going on, but. I guess you're like you're one of the like original guys that was pushing it. What what goes into like for you, what's the perfect dirty steak? Are you basting it before? Do you baste it after? Like, what's the prep work that goes into your dirty steak? Uh, nothing at all. Just chuck it on the coal. So you need good quality lumpwood charcoal. No uh, instant light. No uh, briquettes. Good quality lumpwood charcoal. And just chuck your steak straight on. And that's a bit of skirt steak on there. And then I, I put a bit of my herb base, nice chimichurri or a dirty baste on there, something like that. And uh, I just think it works really well with that coal, charcoal cooked food. Because it's got a strong taste. It's not for everyone, but I love it. And lots of people do love it. And that's great. It's easy and fun and, yeah, something different, isn't it? Have you, I'm guessing you must have tried out quite a lot of different cuts of steak now for doing this. Like, do you find, is that skirt a good cut for this or is that that's just what you had at the time or what would you, if you had to choose your perfect dirty steak would it just be 
your favourite steak cooked dirty or is there a one that you think's best cooked dirty? Uh, for me, I think hanger steak or skirt steak are absolute best cooked dirty. They've got that stronger flavour. They've got that nice, um, nice texture that works really well. They're not too thick. Nice, nice sort of size. Just pop them on hot coals, and that was literally what a minute or two on there. And you've got a lovely seared steak with a bit of herb on, a bit of herb based on. And for me, it's it's lovely simple. It's got to be simple cooking. And I had a class here last night with five guys, and I showed them the dirty steak, and they were like, wow, they had a go themselves, and it's so easy, and I quite like it that it, it's that easy. Barbecue doesn't have to be complicated, does it? So. No, and y like you say, your class, you've been doing quite a few classes now, and you've got the perfect setup for classes here, haven't you? We talked about on the show, I think, when you first said, I'm going to start doing some classes. Um, but you finally, you've got, you've had quite a few going on this summer, I think, really, haven't you? And so you had another one last night. What sort of things are people, hello, oh, someone else has come to visit us. So what are we, what's your, like, kind of been the take up on the barbecue classes? Or what sort of things are you covering when people do it? Yeah, so the barbecue class have been really good fun this year. I started in April and uh, I've had fun ever since, really. Um, usually uh, four or five to a class maximum of six really nice little intimate evening uh, first thing we usually cook on the basic one is a dirty steak um, and it just opens people's eye eyes to new ideas and then uh, we cook things like um, chicken thighs how to dry rub them and um, and then we do some some just some nice big roast beef joints on the barbecue and nice simple you know it just gets people shows people the first open door of barbecuing so it is really this is aimed at the kind of home cooks that want to just level up their skills in the barbecue world. Absolutely. Just um, nice, you know, no complicated cooking. And this is for people who are just starting out on their barbecue journey or are looking to take a few steps up and, you know, get a bit of confidence. And I just give people the basic tools that they need, fire control, um, how to make smoke, the different sorts of smoke, how to work a barbecue, those sort of skills so they can just start barbecuing. Well, let's, should we have a little taster? Because normally on the, on the podcast, we always talk about food all the time. And I always say, oh, this is making me hungry. And I always want to go and cook and eat. But actually, we're here now. We could actually eat something. So <laughs> should we give it a go? I think you might have, you've got an, like, another visitor that's popping along to see us as well. So is this a usual occasion? Who have we got visiting us today? Um, uh, so Ol Ollie's um, turned up um, today. And um, yeah, we're going to do some cooking with him. This afternoon, I've got a load of nice lamb, nice Welsh lamb from him. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do a bit of cooking, have a bit of fun cooking some food today. So, yeah. Awesome. So we get get to chat to Ollie as well in a minute when he comes in. That'd be cool because I haven't spoke to him for a while. Met him at Grillstock, but we haven't had a proper chat and we haven't had him on the show before. So it's a little exclusive to get Ollie on the show as well. Right, should we try a bit of this steak then? Oh, go on then, Ollie. Yeah, you can talk now. So, yeah, um, he's going in for the, the dirty steak. So this was literally a minute straight on the coals. And he's uh, going in for a nice charred bit with a bit of uh, herb base. And I don't think he's had one of my dirty steaks before. So it's gone in his mouth. He has eaten the dirty steak. Is that horrible or is it okay? Speechless, mate. This is too good. I don't know if I can... Mm. This is probably why we don't eat and podcast, because... You can't really eat whilst you're talking on a podcast, can you? So he's he's dancing around with happiness and joy at this point because he's had his first dirty steak cooked by me, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. I think he's he swallowed it. That was perfect, mate. Actually, amazing. I love the like 
the size of the sp- like the herbs that you've put on there as well. You've kept everything big and chunky with it as well, so you get a real hit of flavour off of that. Yeah, really, really nice. Mm. I'll probably finish that bit off unless you've. Uh, yeah, is that mine? Of course. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. Where's the rusty pig from? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's give that a go as well then. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that, can you? Yeah, I'll pass you the mic back. This is good, Richie. I'll just eat and you hold the mic. Okay, so he's going in for the uh, black pudding there. And it's got nice crisp on the outside. It's got nice big chunks of fat in. It's got a nice texture. And it's one of my favourite black puddings. I, I like black pudding. Um, my name's Marcus and I'm a black pudding addict. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely, that is. They make that on site. And there's some really good black puddings available now, but... That's one of the nice ones. Have you tried the like, black pudding sausages from Angus and Ike? I haven't yet. Yet. Hopefully. Yeah, do you hear that, Scott? <laughs> they taste amazing. I tried them up at Bruin Q. They had some up there and we tried them really, really good. You've got so much equipment here, Marcus. I've had a bit more. Have you? <laughs> We've actually had an extension built since the last time I visited, though. We've like... You've overflowed with all your barbecue area. You've moved into another area, and you've got pretty much every device that I can think of that you might want to have. You've got this awesome beast of a gas barbecue here that you've got. Do you want to talk us through a bit of that? Shh, don't tell anyone I've got a gas barbecue here. Well, it looks in a bit bit too clean condition, so I'm not sure it's getting as much use as it could have. So this this is a um, a Wolf gas grill. Um, it's got a smoker box, so you can smoke on it as well. Um, it's a big old bit of kit, and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. There's not many of them in the country, but yeah, I've really enjoyed cooking on it, and it's it's great. It's you know it is a bit of a beast, but uh, uh, costs a lot of money. But it's absolute sort of high end luxury barbecue. It's really good. Yeah, like the quality of it looks pretty immense. To be honest, it's almost like catering grade, really, isn't it? But but expected to be used in the home, so. Yeah, it's got everything going for it. And then over here, you've got some other new stuff that you were showing me earlier. What's this um, Otto Wild? Yeah, so uh, that's a mental. Supposedly, it's 900 degrees C it, it cooks at. I'm not surprised. It's a, it's a little gas um, turbo grill. And uh, my, my thermometer only goes up to like 500 degrees C. So it maxes out that. And it's it cooks very, very quickly. And it's it's a great bit of kit. It's Okay, it's gas again. But it's it's good for um, blasting out a few steaks or burgers and things like that. Yeah, I'm not just picking everything to make you look like you're a gas enthusiast here, Marcus. But they were the first two I've seen. But yeah, obviously that gas is a source of energy which can power a barbecue. But primarily, if I look around here, you've got one wood-fired oven, two wood-fired ovens, three wood-fired ovens, one, four, uh, look at this way, five, uh, we've got the Caddo fireballs, so, so I think you've got plenty of wood, so don't get too <laughs> discouraged by this. Um, so what's this uh, This black-looking pizza dome thing over here? What Do you want to tell me a bit about that? Because I've never seen one of those before. Okay, so that's a new one to me, really. I've not heard of them before, but um, I'm, I'm testing it out and going to be doing some recipes on it at Della Vita. And it's uh, it's um, Italian-inspired, but built in Yorkshire, and it's it's a beautiful dome. It's uh, it's got nice um, nice ceramic clay inside, so it's nicely insulated. And I'm just seasoning it up, and I'll be cooking lots of nice things on it soon. It looks looks promising, though. Looks good. I expect to see some 
uh, recipe videos coming out soon with that one featured in it, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. You know me and my toys, I do like them. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been, you know, I got the cad eye over there. I've been cooking on that quite a lot recently. Um, I, I love I love having a range of kit to cook on. I'm very lucky that um, I get sent stuff to try out, to review, um, to test, and to give feedback on. And I do that in a professional manner that, that is value to the companies. You know, they, they value the feedback on the grill, and it helps them to if I do a review or tell people about it. And reviewing kit is brilliant fun. I love it. I love trying out new kit. I love toys and gadgets, and it's great fun. So another one that you've been working very closely with this year, and we've not really talked about a huge amount on our podcast, is Traeger. Like we, we had uh, Diva Q on a little while ago from the US, and she obviously is a big uh, Traeger enthusiast and does a lot of work with them in the US. But over here in the UK, you've kind of become our little bit of a face for Traeger, I guess, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I was skeptical at first. I think like a lot of people, and maybe it, it is too easy. But sometimes easy is really good if you want a nice long cook and you know a brisket or uh, pork shoulder then cooking on a pellet grill is um, is spectacularly easy you just set the temperature and leave it off you go doing something else in your life and when you've got um, you know busy events and stuff and you're demoing lots of things or you know just a busy life and you actually not too fussed about the craft of 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 lighting a fire then a pellet grill's got its place and it, the food tastes really good off a pellet grill. It's it's really good. It's a nice subtle smoke. It's not a strong smoke, but it's a very nice clean smoke. And it, the food tastes really good off it. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm I'm converted. And the Timberline I've got here, I love as well. It's a great bit of kit. Um, okay, you can monitor it Wi-Fi, but you know it's it's all good. It makes life easy. So you know that's a good thing, and it produces good results. So there's my little trade advert. So <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted you to tell me a bit more, I guess, because. Like you've been doing the demos and you have must be like tr kind of a bit of a salesman for them, I guess now because when you're out demoing you have to sell it as well. So you there is quite a few different ones in the range. Like what if people are going online to look at them? Like what can you give me a quick breakdown of like which ones you would choose and why you would choose them for different situations? Yeah, so the the Timberline ones are obviously the priciest ones. They're the the um, the most tech as well with the Wi-Fi and all the the, the toys. Um, they they do like the the Pro series, which are a fantastic, good quality. And um, the one I really like as well is the little Bronson. Um, it's a nice. You can cook a couple of chickens in there, a couple of pork butts, and you you know you can cook for thirty people with a little Bronson grill that costs four or five hundred quid. And I think it's a brilliant little bit of kit. There's you know there's there's a place for you know you choose which you know your budget and there's a, there is a place i think it fits in with a lot of people and you know their life and their busy life they can just set it up and go off and do something else and and have some fun and you know you're not tied to the barbecue which is a, you know for some people is a great thing you know and for some people they don't care about you know how they like the fire how they keep the fire going they just want some nice food and it works for them and that's great yeah i agree with you there that's uh, quite a few of my friends that when, when we organized q fest we did the the big barbecue festival and we had um, Traeger there with the stand and they were showing their devices and there's a few of my friends that love the food I cook and love everything about barbecue apart from they can't really be bothered with all the firebox management and learning all about that sort of thing and some people just love tech as well because a lot you can imagine a lot of my mates are just techies and especially when you mention you've got a wi-fi enabled barbecue <laughs> I think that excites a lot of the techies in the world so it is it's like someone who really wants the kind of barbecue smoky flavor without the barbecue smoky hassle 
like that is a good option out there for people and I know Dan likes his he's been cooking on his quite a bit as well and he's taken even to a couple of catering events that he's done with it as well uh, Dan's that guy that that sometimes speaks on the podcast he's on the intro you'd have heard his voice at the beginning but no he's he's still he's still very much with us but he's in Malaysia at the moment and just for today um, he's not connected through Skype to talk to us, so I'm just out here chatting with you. Um, but he'll be back shortly, so don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, we're missing him already. Bless him. So also, we've got you've got a kind of a, I guess, a bit rustic-looking pizza oven over the side here. Is this one you've made yourself? Yeah. So that's that's where it all started, really, for me with Countrywood Smoke. Um, I that was my first. Uh, wood-fired oven and I built it myself in the garden and it's the reason I started my blog. I started my blog Country Wood Smoke um, as just a journal of me building that pizza oven and it's got lots of cracks in and I don't really use it very often because it takes about three hours to warm up but um, yeah it's there as a bit of a reminder sort of sometimes to me where where it started what I do and sort of um, you know um, yeah it's just a reminder of, of what what you know yeah, good memories, exactly. A lot of nice food cooked on there, a lot of good pizza, but three hours to warm up is hard work. <laughs> There's when, when I built it, there weren't any other options, really. There was um, two or three grand expensive pizza ovens. There certainly weren't unis and rock boxes and Delavitas and things. That that was the, the only option, really, you know, and things have changed that now there's a lot more lightweight ones things like the alpha pizza ovens are nice lightweight you can move them around um you can't, certainly can't move that one around it's built in but uh, it would it would probably crumble but so you may, maybe it needs a little bit of tlc patch it up a bit and bring it revive it back to sledgehammer <laughs> no you can't do that to it <laughs> it's part of country wood smoke hq it's part of the foundations that we're built on that's the original oil drum smoker that I learned to smoke on there. And it's just an oil drum sort of cut with a, wi a door in. And I can still smoke good food on it. But, uh, yeah. I've also got a Kamado Joe here as well. And I've I've cooked on that one myself. I cooked some brownies on it when I come up here one time with you. And I like it because it's like built into your table. And I, I do like that concept. I think when I eventually ever get around to building my outdoor kitchen area, I'll probably set it up in a similar way because I think... It looks really cool with it just the lid poking out of the table there. Then you've got a little door underneath to get to if you need to get to the bottom vents. Yeah, it's brilliant. I've had that for about probably about six years, and you know I did a lot of learning on that. And it's yeah, it's great. It's been, been a, a, a you know a great help to me and a, a big part of what I do here at, at Countrywood Smoke. So yeah, it's 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 a great bit of kit. I've got a Joe Tissery on it now, so I'm quite loving that. The whole spinning things around and yeah, that's good fun. But yeah, it's great. Great to cook on. Yeah, have you tried out the Jotisserie much? I absolutely love mine. I'm yeah, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. It's brilliant. It's, um, you know, you've got the efficiency of cooking the ceramic and it's food, food spins around and it does stay nice and moist and good. And yeah, it's good fun, I think. Definitely. Um, what have, you, have you done anything on the, what do you think is like your favourite thing, I guess, that you've done on the Jotisserie so far? Um, I've only done a couple of things. Uh, you've done a Kelly Kebab. I haven't yet. No, that's something I need to do. Actually, I'm a bit late on that bandwagon. Not. I just did a kebab, but probably is should be termed a Kelly kebab, but it's just chicken kebab. Yeah, yeah, the, the famous Kelly kebab. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty famous recipe. That is. I've just done chickens on it at the moment, so I want to do a porchetta on it soon. That's that's a good plan. So crackling all the way around it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. That's that's the next plan for that. But yeah, I, I will do uh, a Kelly kebab at some point. So we've got a Pro-Q here, you've got a, a Weber on the go, you, 
you're not brand specific, are you? Like you've got Weber, you're supporting all the brands. You're not going to be a stickler for, no, I'll only use this brand. You are very much try the brands, get to know the devices, and brand shouldn't be an issue, should it? The way I see it is if, if a bit of kit works and it stays and, you know, I've got a limited space um, for, for kit here and even though it's a lot of space and if it works, it stays. If it doesn't work and doesn't fit what I do, then it goes. So, yeah, I, I, I've got, a, you know, I do a lot of teaching on the, the Weber kettle. I've got a little um, go anywhere that I cook on that I got for three quid and it's from 1981. I got from the tip and that's great. And I cook on, on Pro-Qs, I cook on Commandos. I, 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 you know, for me, if it works, it stays, and you know, that's that's the be all and end all. So thi this this th thing I've just seen here on a little tripod is a the FermaQ, and the I've seen these quite a bit around, but I haven't actually used them myself now. But they seem to be becoming more and more popular, especially in the like competition teams. I know, I think like Ed and Emma use one as well, and I like this sort of style, the FermaQ Blue. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah, so it's um, ETI thermometer, um, they're usual good quality, uh, but this one's Bluetooth enabled. I think they've got a Wi-Fi one coming out soon. And uh, yeah, it's the solid, you know, great bit of kit and, you know, it works. You can rely on it. I, I get sent a lot of um, cheapy chinese um, uh, thermometers and they don't tend to last more than a few weeks, um, even though they are pretty good to start out with. They tend not to last long term, but, you know, I know ETI kit will, will, will last. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. I like I like that. It's a great bit of kit, and you know it's it stays. I don't know the the, the cheapy Chinesey copies are in a box somewhere and probably forgotten about. Yeah, I agree with you. Like the Firma pens, uh, I guess was my like first introduction to ETI, and and like you said, that it's I believe most of it, if not all of it, is like built in the UK as well, isn't it? They do. S I've seen on the back of the box where it says made in the UK. So I do like to not only support the UK but also a great product so it's great to have like such an awesome product from the UK as well totally agreed UK you know it's good quality and you know yeah they're a bit more but I think you know people use thermopens for a reason that you can rely on it and it's good and having that reliability is really important I'm really jealous of Dan's thermopen because I've my one's the one before that's got the kind of little gyro bit in it so it flips the number up mine's always upside down it doesn't <laughs> yeah, I've got a few. I, you know, I've got a nice leopard print one that um, goes well with my matching underwear sometimes. But yeah, I, I uh, you know, yeah, I, I quite like them. I use them and yeah, rely on them, and a lot of people do. So you've got the keyring edition there. I've got I've got a little keyring. I got one for Dan as well. Looks so funny. I just wanted to see Dan his size with this tiny little keyring thermometer. I've got a photo. I'll post it. Yeah, after this podcast, I'll post it online. A picture of Dan checking the temperature of some chicken thighs <laughs> with his tiny little thermometer. Yeah, that sounds a good picture indeed. Uh, your steak's getting cold, mate. You need to yeah, I'll have to eat that before the wasp eats it. We've also had a little delivery here from Angus and Oink. So what have we got in here? Have we got some, we've got some new beers? What's this? Fuego, Tierra del Fuego beer and um, some nice, some of the new rubs. They look quite exciting. So yeah, um, Angus and Oink are doing really well. Um, the guys are absolutely smashing it, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying some of these beers and uh, yeah, a little care package from those guys. So looking forward to trying that. Top job, guys. Thank you. I also noticed over there you've got some of the rubs from Eat the Smoke, and I met Christian uh, the other day down at uh, Pengrilli, and he's the, a lovely bloke, isn't he? I need to get him on the podcast. I've sent him a message, so yeah. I'll um, get him on soon. But 
I saw his rubs now are like making it into supermarkets. Well, I think he said that they're in Waitrose and maybe Morrison's as well. I think. Yeah, Waitrose, Morrison's. I think. Yeah, he's he's doing really well and he's a top bloke and it's good to see. There's there's a really growing scene for rubs. You know, I mean, we're we're very fortunate. You know, some of the big ones in country would smoke. Uh, obviously, Quiet Waters, Angus and Oink. We've got Firefly now. They're doing really well. Christian with Eat the Smoke. You know, it's really great to see the scene growing and it's it's amazing. I love it. Part of it, yeah, I agree with you. It's like awesome to suddenly have such good rubs and everything coming out of the UK as well, and also like smashing it well in the kind of competition scene and in the home scene. Hopefully, one day there'll be a country would smoke one. I'm working on it, but there will one day be a country would smoke rub. There will be, and I've tasted some of your rubs, Marcus, so they're very good. Um, should we go and see if we can find Ollie and see if he wants to have a quick chat with us as well? Okay, and now someone else has turned up to Country Wood Smoke HQ. We've got Ollie Woolno here. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, briefly met at Grillstock, but the beers were flowing, so uh, I don't remember it too well, but <laughs> I did say hello, I think. Absolutely, and just now, hello again. I was worried if it was again or not, so I just did the polite thing. <laughs> Um, so just wanna, we'll, I reckon you're deserving of a whole episode just for yourself because you're doing some amazing things. But while you're here and we're getting towards the end of the podcast, can you just give me a quick intro about who you are, what you're about, and then we're going to follow up with that again some other time soon. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, well, we are, well, we're based in Carmarthen, West Wales, and uh, it's a traditional family butchers. Um, it's been going for a good while now, and we are surrounded by essentially awesome hodges. And what we're trying to do, uh, we are launching, is a uh, platform online to deliver this amazing hodges out to the UK, but also um, to make this sort of hodges not an exclusive and affordable, basically. Um, and yeah, that's you know, there's we're there's no sort of um, sort of smoke and mirrors or anything like that. We've just got awesome produce, salt marsh lamb awesome you know rare breed beef um, pork and you know I was on the farms last week it was we're so well connected we want to share this with the UK um, and it's a very exciting time so it should be coming in the next couple of weeks we're not having much sleep because of it <laughs> um, but you know it should be coming to you in the next you know three weeks or so so, so where, where can people find this out and check it out is there the, the website ready and stuff like that we're currently the website is up um, the old web well, the old website is up on rogersbutchers.co.uk um, but we are redeveloping that at the moment and the new one will be ready within three weeks. Um, he says putting a timeline on it, but that is pretty much it. Um, and there will be a specific section on that um, for barbecue. There's one section for barbecue and one in butchers. Um, so, yeah, it's all very, very... So what's the sort of stuff we're going to see in the kind of barbecue category on there? Well, rather than going just your traditional butcher sort of barbecue burger sausages, all that sort of stuff as well, um, we are we in short we buy carcass in, and we promote using the animal as it should be without getting too preachy about it or anything like that. But on the barbecue side, you will see it, you'll start seeing things um, from um, chuck to um, ox cheek. You know, as well as obviously the the, the, the old favourites like St. Louis ribs, you know, baby backs, you know, flat ribs, um, as well as your, <laughs> I suppose, more um, once a month sort of cooks, sort of, you know, your cots of births and all those sorts of things as well. But basically everything um, and anything you can't see and it's on the animal, we've got it. 
So yeah, that's what we'll open up and you know provide. Awesome. And then and this will be like a delivery service so people can order online and get it delivered. Absolutely. It will be um, if the the line of it is it will be delivered um, in 24 hours um, in a biodegradable box, which is you know. Um, kept cool so it can be delivered to one's office or wherever we're else and we've got a good relationship with that courier and they know our our my OCD about people getting it in the right tax and everything else so that's the whole thing is that we want to bring um, the uh, the convenience of you know people getting meat um, to their office or where else because people haven't got time to do it you know um, the whole notion of wandering down to your butchers on you know Saturday morning and having a nice chat with them about what you can what you've got in this week it goes when you've got one or two or three kids you've got four classes to get to you know and that's bef you know before you start in you know, factoring in-laws and mates popping up or whatever so people go to supermarkets and I don't blame them because it is what it is um, so what we're doing um, essentially is we're turning that on its head and then making it not only affordable but also easier for people as well um, so and also the most important thing really I think is we know these animals I drive past these uh, fields I know these farmers so you're getting an awesome product and you are it's from as well so all three all three boxes are ticked yeah, I was gonna say it ticks all of my boxes of requirements and I think a lot of the like hold back to going online is I often see like you can order your meat online but maybe it only gets delivered on this day or something like that you can't ever be convenient with it so like you say if you if you can order a 24-hour delivery like that's perfect isn't it so you can make it fit around your lifestyle a lot better which is why I think supermarkets have become so popular we always it's just convenient like it is you know it's there you can just pop over there you can get it so thinking if you're as long as you're thinking a little bit ahead like me and Marcus were saying earlier you're just going to make something out of what you've got here now and you need something else but usually people aren't just being that off the cuff they are thinking about well what are we going to have tomorrow or the next day or next week so if you can offer that sort of service, I think that, that ticks even more boxes than already tucked, ticked. <laughs> well, that's it, exactly. And you get you order these boxes, and you know it can be if you order on the say Monday or Tuesday, or Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, obviously there's a, there is a cut off for the weekend because unfortunately we do want a day off at some point on Sunday. Selfish of you. I know it's terrible, but you know we like to eat. And I like cooking on Sundays. Can't you deliver Sunday morning? <laughs> well, that's a good thing actually. Is that it can be delivered on the Saturday. Um, and it's all backpacked, and you can probably actually leave it in the in even, even leave it in the box, and it can be a little cooler for you. These boxes are amazing, actually, aren't they? Because we get a lot of meat delivered in them, and we keep them in it all day. Because they said, right, don't open it, and it'll be fine. And we've literally have we've kept ice frozen in these boxes for nearly two days before. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's amazing. The first thing you you kind of um, especially with these sort of uh, I mentioned OCD of making sure people get quality and when it arrives, but to do it in a biodegradable way that it's, it's actually sound with the environment and everything else and it turn up and then you use it like it is great they're not cheap um but what we do again is it's the sort of thing that we're doing we're not it's it we pass it on for what we get it from we're we're kind of taking a bit of a hit but we'd much rather do it like that than you get some nasty unrecyclable rubbish sorry basically awesome right well like i said earlier we need to follow this up you can tell us the full story of the farm where the animals are coming from, where the fields are. You can tell us all about it. Um, but thanks for a quick intro, and let's get back to eating some food. Um, Marcus, what are we up? what's up next? I finished, nearly finished all my steak. Uh, got a little bit of black pudding left, and I think Ollie's sent you a bit more meat down, so I'm guessing you're going to be cooking a bit more today. 
Yeah, we've got lots of uh, beautiful Welsh lamb here that Ollie's brought down with him. And uh, yeah, we're going to have that. We've got, I think we've got some wine and a few beers and uh, might get on it. And a bit of cooking, a bit of eating, a bit of uh, drinking maybe. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, check out, if you haven't already, if you've like been living under a rock or something, then check out Country Wood Smoke. Get on there. <laughs> so get on to Country Wood Smoke on Facebook if you're not already. Join the group. Um, you should already be in there. I shouldn't be telling you this, but get in there and check it out. Speak to you soon. Signed off a little bit too early there, so getting back on. We forgot to mention it is now UK Barbecue Week. Day three or three. three. It's Monday today, but this is released on Wednesday, so it's day. There's <laughs> too much maths. There's too many people involved. Five. We're on day five. What have you already been cooking? We've been seeing so much amazing stuff already on the hashtag UK Barbecue Week. Do you want to tell us a little bit about UK Barbecue Week quickly, Marcus? Yeah, so UK Barbecue Week has um, has been amazing. Uh, it's just a group of guys who had enough of all the corporate rubbish and just want to um, do something really positive in barbecue. We are, you know, too many people say we're rubbish at barbecuing in the UK. Actually, it's growing that we're not. We're amazing we're fantastic and we're learning all the time our barbecue scenes growing there's a lot of guys doing really positive so uk barbecue week is about supporting everyone who's doing something really positive about barbecue and that starts from the guy who does his first barbecue and wants to learn how to cook there's stuff for him there's guy you know for for the stuff for guys who are a bit more experienced it's just about getting people cooking outdoors and, and enjoying their cooking and learning some more and UK Barbecue Week has been been really wonderful. We started it off at short notice, and it's growing really quickly, and it's great to see. This th last weekend was Barbecue Curry Week, so it's great to see. Sorry, Barbecue Curry Weekend, and it's great. To been great to see people cooking their curries on the barbecue. Nice, simple food. It's just about getting people to think. Actually, I can cook a curry on a barbecue. Next weekend is Barbecue Roast Dinner, so get everyone cooking barbecue roast dinners on their on their nice barbecues, and um, hashtag UK Barbecue Week, and that'll you know, there's lots of prizes and lots of fun and games, so yeah, get involved. Yeah, like you say, get on there for prizes as well. There's loads of awesome ones up there, isn't there? So, um, as if anyone needs an excuse to barbecue every day, but come on, guys, let's barbecue every day for UK Barbecue Week. Exactly, it's just nice to have a little focus. We barbecue year round, but it's nice to have a focus. Um, if you want to go online, it's UK Barbecue Week on social media, and there's www.ukbarbecueweek.com, and it's brilliant. There's lots of advice and tips and recipes on there. Cool, and we're actually going now, so see you later. Bye. You're listening to Your United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. 
Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at Smokewood Shack. <laughs> 